0: It's the end of the
1: world as we know it, and I feel fine. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, first takes an aeroplane, many brutes, not afraid. I have a listen to yourself, the world, with the don't need something, I mean, your own head. Beat it up, and that's got, no excuse, The ladder put the clatter, with the fear of fight down high Fire in a fire, resistance of the gangs the government for hiring the combat sight. But you wasn't coming in a hurry,
0: but you're down, your neck. Border, the border, in the pay with a low plane. Flying and fall, the but will the, devil, the devil, your knees, See your heart, tell me what's the right or the red room with the right? You to a like, right? feeling like, pretty the, the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom Hour with medical preparedness experts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Your source for information on how to succeed if everything else fails. And now, your hosts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. it's the end of the
1: world as we know it.
0: In the dark heart of the city, a mysterious figure known as Dr. Bones.
1: And his wife, Nurse Amy, hosts a show called... The Doom and Bloom
0: Survival Medicine Hour. A wondrous wall against a willful world. I'm Joe Alton, MD, also known as Dr. Bones of doomandbloom.net, where you'll find over a thousand posts, videos, and podcasts on medical preparedness
1: and i'm amy alton i am also known as nurse amy i'm an advanced registered nurse practitioner and a certified nurse midwife
0: and together we are the courageous couple the masters of disasters the spectacular spouses the hosts with the most and we're here to help the faithful few keep it together even if everything else falls apart Hey, you know, it's difficult for me to be the mysterious Dr. Bones in the Dark Heart of the City <laughs> if you say, and his wife Nurse
1: me. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of bad people that have good wives, right?
0: I guess so. You so you can be
1: mysterious in, yes. in the Dark Heart of the City and still have a good wife. So in other words, See?
0: you're a good girl that likes a bad man.
1: Well, I'm not admitting anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Friends and neighbors, have you been injured in an accident with a lackadaisical llama? Of course, lack, Of course, llamas are lackadaisical. <laughs> They're lazy. Have you ever seen one doing anything but eat poop and spit? Not
1: me. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of animals we know.
0: There you Cows. go. Right? Cows. Right? Cows spit?
1: Well, I don't know if they spit. They chew a cud.
0: They chew a cud. Well, here is our disclaimer.
1: Yes, Our disclaimer says, all information given and opinions voiced on Dr. Bounds and Nurse Amy's Survival Medicine Hour are for entertainment purposes only and do not represent medical advice for anything other than post-apocalyptic settings. No, never mind. Never mind. Dr. Bones and her Amy he strongly urge their audience to seek modern and standard medical care whenever and wherever it is available. You shortened it. That's why I messed up.
0: Oh, it is my fault. And yeah. I totally accept you took out entire res- the entire responsibility. I've been
1: saying that same thing for, what, 10 years now? I know, now? but
0: I have taken out a you sentence. So I'm trying to make the early part of the show a little quicker so we so can you, get to the meat of the, the matter. Meat. That's right. We
1: need to get to the meat.
0: But you know what? In troubled times, you out there have to show the world that you've got more sense than a carload of kittens and get the training and education you need while you're at it. How about a quality medical kit as well? You need that, don't you? And you know what? There is absolutely no better place to get that kit than Nurse Amy's entire line of often imitated but never equaled kits at store.doomandbloom.net. I want you to compare her kits for contents, for quality, for cost with anybody else's stuff out there. There are plenty of other folks out there that do this. And you'll agree that our kits are the ones that you should have in your medical storage. If you want more proof, just check out our testimonials page. It's store.doomandbloom.net. See what folks just like you have to say about our medical kits and service. And on top of all that, our kits are approved for your health or flexible savings accounts. That is such a useful thing. Just look at our special HSA FSA section in the store. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to our website at doomandbloom.net to get special coupons for our products in our newsletters. You will be glad you did. I guarantee it. Hey, ask anybody on the street which of the five senses that they would be least willing to sacrifice. They have to oh, sacrifice no. a Oh, Let's see. Sense.
1: Least want to sacrifice. Um definitely sight sight because i I like looking at you honey
0: oh you you do i do (laughs) well and all
1: the beautiful things in the world
0: every day well that i that i can believe every day though looking at me in as much of a treat as it was the day before
1: (laughs) i can tell you that Nah, i like you a little more each day it's okay (laughs)
0: all
1: right so i say sight
0: and you know what you're absolutely right they will tell you that their vision is the sense that they most want to preserve human beings are not perfect and one of our common Imperfections is that in our eyesight, or mm-hmm. could be nearsighted. That's known as myopia, and or we could be farsighted. That's known as hyperopia. The changes that are occurring as folks get older, that is known as presbyopia. Wow, Opia, right. Presby of, meaning elder. Yeah,
1: you have a lot of vocabulary words. here I today. do. I'm
0: trying to always teach a little folks, bit something.
1: Get your pens and your paper when you listen to this show.
0: That's right. You will <laughs> learn something. I guarantee it. Again. Hey, most of us correct our eye issues with eyeglasses, with contact lenses, things like that. In an austere setting, these vision aids become more precious than gold. But the truth is is that most people haven't made provision for multiple replacement pairs of things like contact lenses or maybe spare eyeglasses. These are things that are very, very important. Yep. Now imagine what would happen off the grid if your contact lens is dried out or one of your children steps on your glasses and there's pretty much all thats all the I glasses know, that you have. I know
1: what's going to happen to me. What? Good luck with anybody getting a splinter out with these eyeballs. There I won't even you know. be able to see my fingertips.
0: <laughs> that's true. I have to say that I can't think of anything scarier than being on your own and not being able to see. Uh, you got to have at least a few pairs of reading glasses in your storage. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Everybody reaches an age where eyesight naturally changes, and it's just important to realize that there's just not going to be anybody manufacturing eyewear if something really happens. That's what people really don't realize. In situations where something really happens, society gets taken to the brink, mm-hmm. they're not manufacturing a lot of fancy stuff anymore. They're not manufacturing medicines. They're not manufacturing... Uh, Gasoline. They're not manufacturing really uh, spare parts for cars, and they're not manufacturing eyewear. Absolutely not. That is something that you know is going to go by the wayside very, very quickly. So it's very, very important to have spares of your prescription glasses if you have them, and I would keep buy some reading glasses even if you're not of the age that you need them. Well, because one day you might just you never know when society will restabilize. Protective eyewear, another absolutely required item in my opinion. There are a lot of people with perfect vision that are going to be negligent about wearing eye protection when they do some other some some crazy chore that they ordinarily don't do, but is a part of well, I don't know, normal daily survival. A chopping wood for fuel, for example, comes to mind. And you know what? Without eye protection, you're not accustomed to doing it. And even if you are accustomed to doing it, you got a risk of injury when you perform strenuous t- t- tests like that. It could be much higher for you to wind up with some kind of injury, and that injury, if it hits your eye, could affect your vision for good. Whenever you're doing chores outdoors, therefore, you should always ask yourself why you shouldn't use eye protection. Not why That's true. you should, but Why you shouldn't?
1: And I have something to add to your list of how people can get injured. Okay. Uh, An experience that I've had in the past week.
0: Oh, no. So when you
1: get to your list, we'll add it.
0: Okay. All right. I think I do have some information with regards to that. Yep. And we're going to talk about that. That's more eye trauma. We're going to talk about eye trauma in just a few minutes. So anyhow, we mentioned that you should always deal with your medical issues if you can before an collapse or some kind of economic uh, destruction or some some society ending event occurs that is something that you should do is you should take advantage of that high technology that's available right now mm-hmm. and you know what we haven't really the funny thing is we mentioned that but we probably haven't mentioned that actually for a very long time we talk about austere medicine where you have to deal with things using limited supplies well i'm telling you you got to take advantage of modern medicine While the technology is still available, I mean, some of you folks that are homesteaders out there, you know, may spend a lot of your time off the grid. But you know what? There are miracles of modern medicine and that could actually help you in a true survival situation. Uh, What would it be like for you to have to deal with, let's say, um, a bum knee uh, after a disaster? Something you have been just sort of ignoring, right? right? Or how about a bad toothache,
1: or a bad hip,
0: or a bad hip? Things like that. You you things that
1: we can get fixed now.
0: That's right. That's right. You got to be at one hundred and ten percent efficiency if you are knocked off the grid due to some disaster. If you want to survive, but the truth is, is you procrastinated. You procrastinated about going, let's say, to the dentist or Mm -hmm. to the orthopedic guy. And to me, that's a very unwise move, there, partner. You absolutely have to be smart about this. Uh, ignoring these kind of things, procrastinating—it's even worse than.
1: You mean like not getting a mammogram for years?
0: Like, well, and that's <laughs> actually something it hasn't that been, been years important. for me
1: but it ha- I am about six months late.
0: You are about six what, months late. It, where, when, are we the ba- every- when are we having the baby? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we baby? three months. We None. only
0: got three months to prepare for the baby. Holy <laughs> mackerel, ladies and gentlemen. Please send us if uh, ba- pampers. If,
1: if a baby comes out <laughs> of me, I'm going to be extremely <laughs> shocked. <laughs> um, however, yes, yes. Uh, taking care of yourself now is super important, and that does include... Regular visits and testing that's recommended for your age just to make sure there's nothing wrong now so that if something does happen, you go into it at the best health that you possibly can. You don't want to go into it thinking, gee, I might be sick, but I'm not sure exactly what's going on. You should get checked up. Have these exams and have mammograms if women are listening. And if the guys out there are listening, remind your daughters your sisters your your mothers your wives you know hey is it time for you to be checked is this something that you should be doing on a regular basis sometimes it does take into a factor age and history Mm -hmm. history of breast cancer for the family members of your female relative yeah so you know sometimes you have to go a little sooner sometimes you can you know put that off a little more I will say one thing real quick, and this is off tangent a little bit. I did discover, and I'm going to schedule a 3D mammogram. It's by a company called Genesis. And supposedly, I'm not going to be squished. We'll see. I'm going to ask them before I go in because that is like the worst thing in the world. Guys, if you had to have your private parts smushed between two plates of plastic, You probably wouldn't have it done either. It is very unpleasant for most of us. However, progress is coming. I'm hoping that what it claims to be is, you know, less squishing. (laughs) So I will let you know after I have that exam because I'm going to have my health checked like, we recommend all of you should.
0: Well, it's about time is all I have to say. And you I know what? i a
1: little late going. And listen,
0: lady, I want to tell you something.
1: Yes, my love.
0: My eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, we've been talking about eyes and we suddenly yes, got...
1: because we uh, talked about using we, modern health mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself now before uh-huh. something happens. Well, we wound
0: up ending up about a foot below. So,
1: But what I just told folks is if they have a female family member that... Refuses to go get a mammogram because it hurt like heck last time, they may be able to look for this.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Genesis 3D mammogram.
0: Well, one thing, another uh, that is very, very important, something that you might not have considered is having your eyesight corrected. So, yes. And using a high tech type of procedure called a LASIK surgery, yep. L A S I K. Uh, what would it be worth it to you if you're nearsighted like I was uh, to be able to see the alarm clock clearly in the morning without glasses, without contacts? You want to multiply that like a thousand times in survival situations where not seeing well could be the difference between life and death? Well, doesn't take the place of wearing protective eyewear while you're doing risky activities. The truth is, is that fuzzy vision is something that is absolutely going to put you at risk uh in times of trouble in good times or bad times honestly i believe that doing something about it and and since the technology is there there's absolutely no reason uh that you shouldn't consider saving up to get this kind of procedure LASIK surgery uses these pinpoint lasers to change the shape of your retina, the back part of your eye, so that you're less nearsighted or less farsighted. It's a very quick procedure. Your eyesight improves immediately. I mean, the second the procedure is done, at most you might feel like there's a grain of sand in your eye for a day or two. I had it done, and I actually performed abdominal surgery on people the very next day. Now, LASIK surgery, that's been routinely available for years now. I was one of the first guys to have it back in the 1990s, and it's one of the safest surgical procedures on the planet. It'll give you a tangible benefit right away that'll increase your chances for survival, so I can't think of a better thing to save up for. You know what? In most cities, if you go to the nearest town, or not town, but maybe a medium or large city, mm-hmm. most cities have a number of eye doctors that perform this procedure, so oftentimes you'll find a deal on it. So, oh, I, w- I,
1: I want to say one thing about deals Just check out their reputation uh-huh,
0: And that's exactly what I was about to say I'm Do your sure own you research were. though about the doctor you're thinking yes. of using Check out reviews Have a consultation first yep. To discuss the procedure in detail To look around the place to make sure that it, it looks clean And that it looks like the kind of place That you wouldn't mind having a procedure done yep. uh, I'll tell you That is something that's important The good thing is it only takes about 10 minutes or so for the whole thing uh, I can't imagine it having gotten faster than that since the 90s but I'll bet that the risks are less than they were for me back in the 90s so I'll tell you this far from being blind as a bat I wound up having the eyes of an eagle a a really old eagle
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now most consider now besides that most people don't consider sunglasses sunglasses are, believe it or not, a medical supply item They are definitely if Even if you are just taking a hike outdoors Sunglasses provide eye protection From ultraviolet light uh, Ultraviolet or UV light Causes over time Damage to the retinal cells That can lead to a clouding over Of things like your eyes, lenses uh, That's called a cataract uh, Those are called cataracts uh, This Condition is a big issue. It can only be repaired by surgery. That is not available in a collapse. So the truth is, is that you know, if you have cataracts, then you need to have those fixed too. That's more of an older person thing to have. But indeed, that's something that can be fixed with modern medicine. My dad just had well.
1: double surgery. He they did. did right. Remember, they did one, and then a week later, they did the second one. That's they right. They didn't want to do them on the same day. And how would
0: he do? He did do great. You uh-huh. No. Yeah.
1: It worked out perfectly for him, but make sure you wear sunglasses. Even little, little kids, we get damaged. I don't think you wore sunglasses as much as you do now since you, no, you've I been use, with me. I use
0: it a lot more often now than yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: I remind you. The problem is with brown eyes, you're not as sensitive to the light bothering you as light-eyed folks. I can right. barely open my eyes some days. It Just the glare is so bad I have to squint. So for me, sunglasses was just a a way for me to be able to see. For you, sunglasses are a protection, so you can see without the sunglasses pretty well.
0: But that doesn't mean that the UV radiation is not damaging, right? Right, which is which
1: is the reason I'm mentioning this is folks with darker eyes. Just because sun doesn't bother you so much, doesn't mean it's not damaging you. It it's still hurting your eyes, so make sure you do wear sunglasses on a regular basis.
0: And that is why- hats and
1: sunglasses at the beach. You're, and sunscreen <laughs> You're a wise woman Amy Osmond. Yes <laughs>
0: Now if you're dealing with co- And it's not just At the beach You know hot weather If you're dealing with Cold weather climate conditions if You don't use sunglasses That can actually cause A type of vision loss Loss known as snow blindness Yes Snow blindness is painful It's dangerous in the wilderness Certainly If you imagine yourself Losing your ability to see and there, But you can by the way Improvise goggles If you had to What you need is goggles You need a way to Filter out the grammar majority of that mm-hmm. sun uh, And and that light from That's being reflected by the snow And you can improvise it by carving Let's say slits into a piece of bark Or even some cardboard And the good news at least Is that if you can get yourself out of the, there Out of that uh, spot of trouble Well snow blindness does improve On it's own over time With some eye patching So you need to spend some time Resting your eyes in that situation We're going to talk about that also uh, a little later now there are various eye problems that become more common in grid down situations and the most common is probably going to be conjunctivitis uh, the conjunctiva is the thin membrane that covers the white of your eye and conjunctivitis is a inflammation in an inflammation that causes the affected eye to become red and itchy and you may have a milky kind of discharge coming from it uh, it may be caused by chemical irritation, like soap in your eyes, for example, may cause it. Uh, it may be caused by a foreign body irritating the area. It could be caused by an allergy. Allergies can cause it, or even infection. And an eye infection in that area is also known as pink eye. You probably had that when you were a kid. Almost Very few kids actually get away without having that at least once. And it's highly contagious among kids because kids rub their eyes and touch other people or other items and so it is just really contagious um, studies have shown that people commonly touch their faces and their eyes with their dirty hands mm-hmm. throughout the day if you observe any family member of yours for a half hour you'll see that this is true they'll be touching so their hands or cheeks their eyes or mouth and that passes all sorts of Critters onto mm-hmm. possibly into mucous membranes and get you could get you sick, and and that goes for the eyes as well for the conjunctiva. Now you got to teach that means you got to teach youngsters to stop doing that or at least to do it less often. So keep an eye on them and just remind them don't touch your face with your eyes, especially if your hands are. You dirty. mean
1: don't touch your. Face with, with your, your hands. hands.
0: what did I say? Don't touch your face with your eyes? Yes. Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> I how would about like to that? see that.
0: That means that there was a brain cell that misfired. <laughs> I, I have so few of them left that it's uh, disturbing when one of them misfires because I've got about three left and the other two brain cells get very annoyed when that the happens. The other two are laughing yeah. at the third one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't
0: touch your face with your eyes, everybody.
1: Okay. <laughs> tell your kids that. <laughs> Be sure tell your kids
0: that. All right. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Stop
0: laughing at me. It's Now, allergic reactions, you wind up seeing irritated, teary, red eyes. That's very common. It can be treated with antihistamines orally, or or they have eye drops that are antihistamines too. Um, Eye allergies can be differentiated from eye infections. An allergic reaction is going to be less likely to have a milky discharge associated with Mm -hmm. it. Eye infections are commonly associated with that. Now, to avoid the spreading the germs that can cause eye infections, I want you to wash your hands regularly. Right. I want you not to share eye drops with other people. Always keep them sequestered to the person or, or um, isolated to the person that needs them. Uh, don't touch the tip of a bottle of eye drops with your hands or... Or your eyes. Don't get them too close to your eyes when you put them in because that can contaminate the entire bottle with germs. You want the bottle about two to three inches above your eye when you're putting in an eyedrop. Now, I want you to make sure you don't share eye makeup with other people. Yes, I never every, do. No, I'm I so tired of using
1: my mascara. The next time you use my mascara, I'm just...
0: Pow, pow. Pow, <laughs> pow. So no <laughs> mascara for me. That's no. a shame, guys. No more. It really... Sets brings off my, out, it, brings out the whatever. Of my, what does it do? What does mascara do? We're just anyhow. You know
1: what we're going to call it? Sparkle eyes. Oh, like jazz hands, jazz hands, sparkle, and sparkle eyes. eyes. All right. Well, that's
0: <laughs> that's just wonderful. Well, anyhow, don't share makeup with other people. That's right. Uh, never put contact lenses in your mouth to wet them. That or I've seen people, people do, that. do that. Big mistake. You got a lot of I germs did. in your mouth, I people. I did that in college. Oh, you. Stink. Like you know,
1: you're in class. Terrible. And... Terrible. Your contact gets dry, and you can't really get up and leave. Yeah, well, it's the truth bad. is,
0: could easily infect your eyes. Bad, bad Amy. The better, bad, bad the Amy. better
1: plan would have been for me to prepare yes. for that possibility uh-huh. and carry a little contact case with a little bit of the um, saline. Right. Yes. And then exactly. I could have washed it off right That's there. That's right.
0: Well, that would have been better, and uh, certainly I recommend that. Much more than your Mouth. method Ugh, from your so teenage gross. years.
1: And also, if you drop them on the floor <laughs> or the counter, yeah,
0: probably,
1: wash them off. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably not a five second rule there. You can't just put them right back in. You no. gotta wash them off. Now, uh, you wanna change those contacts often. The longer they stay in your eyes, the higher the chance in, that your eye's gonna get infected or traumatized. And anytime you have an eye examination, I would. Take the doctor aside and say, hey, you got any samples of medicated eye drops to give me? I think that is very useful in case of emergency. Say in case of emergency, in case for some reason I can't reach you, I would like some samples of eye drops.
1: A lot of times they will give you some tobramycin drops.
0: Yes. So that
1: would be good, some antibiotic drops.
0: That's what I'm saying. Antibiotic drops or tobramycin is the most common uh, antibiotic used in eye drops. Mm -hmm. And so if they have that. Uh, I think that would be great for you to have a little spare uh, little bottle of eye drops. Oh, yeah. So tiny little bottles. So it it should be something that isn't a big deal, hopefully. I don't know for your why doctor. they made
1: that prescription. Tobramycin eye drops. I mean, it's so silly. People in other get countries, paid guys that, yeah, so easily. It
0: isn't like that in other countries, I mean, what, but it is mean, What like is that the here. worst
1: thing you're going to do with Tobramycin eye drops? Give me a break. Put five drops instead of two drops in. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst thing you can do? It, the, it's hard to overdose. How much do they give that. you? Like a quarter of an ounce? All right. It's hard, tiniest it's hard to while. overdose
0: on it. Of course, if you're getting it an IV and they do it too much, you can get kidney blah, damage. Blah, blah. But eye it's drops, It's in an eye drop I container. All right. Well, uh, by the way, speaking of antibiotics, antibiotics like doxycycline, bird biotic, 100 milligrams twice a day for a week or less will usually relieve any infectious cause of Conjunctivitis. Uh, there are herbal treatments that are also of benefit you, the, to treat pink eye using natural products. You might consider applying a wet chamomile or golden seal tea bag yes. to the closed affected eye. You can also Not make 10 minutes.
1: You can also make an eye wash out of those tea bags too. Yep. And if you're going to make an eye wash, go ahead and add a little bit of raw honey in the water. I think you you. We're going to mention that a little later. So either with the tea, chamomile or eyebright with the honey, or, or golden just seal or golden seal, or even just a, a honey liquid. Yes. So use a little bit of warm water so you can dissolve the the honey, not hot, and let it cool, and then you can let, use that as an eye wash. Also, certainly if you have chamomile or eye or golden seal and the raw honey to use as an eye wash, hey. It all works well. You can and use them as compresses and also as eyewashes.
0: There are lots of different things you can do. You can use a teaspoon of baking soda and two cups of cool water as an eyewash solution. Oh, very also, soothing. So very that soothing. is something else. So that's the deal. What you want to do is you, you want to apply it with a gauze or a cloth, apply a compress. For or even tea teabag. Or, right. That's or Tea bag itself if yep. you want for 10 minutes every couple of hours. I think that would be good. And... Uh, some people actually use a slice of cu- cucumber, and they put that over the, the affected eye. And I think that would be that cooling, helps. absolutely. Yeah, it helps cool down the, the heat that people sometimes feel in sure, that area. Sure, absolutely. Of course, if you don't use clean water, you need to wash your herbs. If you're pulling them directly from your garden, we always recommend that people use medicinal herbs and put together gardens of their favorite medicinal herbs. But always remember you have to wash these things and dry them, and they just need to be prepared appropriately. Yes. Because otherwise you can get an infection even from these natural products. So just be careful about it. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about styes. That is another type of infection. It's a bump on the eyelid. Almost everybody has had one at one point or another. Looks like a pimple. Could be outside or inside the eyelid. And they're caused by a blocked gland near an eyelash due to an accumulation of bacteria, usually a bacteria called Staph aureus, which is uh, Staph is what you have in MRSA, although that one happens to be a uh, a, MRSA, a Staph version that is very very resistant to many antibiotics now Styes luckily don't affect your vision unless they become really big. That's a rarity. Usually they tend to grow, pop, and then drain, go they away after a so few days. Painful. But they are painful. Right? Oh my gosh! And uncomfortable. <gasps> now, despite this, there, a lot of people, because of that, wind up having this sense of urgency. I got to deal with it. I got to do something about this. Yes. Of course, they don't like the way it looks.
1: Yes. And of
0: course, it's uncomfortable. Yes. So remember um, <laughs> to look for to be able to diagnose a stye. It's going to Includes swelling, usually with a yellowish bump at the level of the skin, redness, warmth, discomfort, and you'll see discharge and crusting definitely with styes. So it just looks like a pimple, basically. Exactly. A
1: pimple with a yellow head. Sometimes they're very tiny and difficult to see. You might want to 10 times uh, mirror, 10 times multiple. No, what's the word?
0: Cosmetic mirror, right? Magnification. That... You've got the one, of one of those.
1: Yes, 10 times magnification. When I look
0: my, at myself in that thing, I scares the hell out <laughs> of me. I am one scary dude. Uh,
1: you are not.
0: <laughs> what can I say? Oh,
1: my gosh, you're killing me.
0: Now, listen, the simplest way to deal with this dye is to apply warm, moist compresses for about 10 minutes twice or three times a day. It just has to be clean, warm water, uh, although you can use some of these other items that we have uh, mentioned. And then find you... the
1: dirtiest tweezers you can and open it. No. <laughs> no. It's squeeze like heck. No. Oh, wait, no?
0: Bad advice, no. Amy. Bad, advice. Oh, okay. Amy. Now, this helps the sty. When, when you put the warm, <laughs> not that, but when you put more moist compresses on it, it helps the sty drain faster, helps it go away in between. You can clean it gently with a cotton ball, or a cotton swab and some warm water. Uh, There are antibiotic-like eye solutions like uh, tobramycin, Mm -hmm. and they're available that can help to speed recovery.
1: What about using a knife?
0: Uh, Absolutely (laughs) not. Wow.
1: So I have all the bad ideas. You
0: have all the bad ideas. Well, you are just a pimple popper. You are Dr. Pimple Popper. I can't
1: stand pimples or anything with a head. But I can't say that I like watching videos of those things. So I, I don't I don't like looking at the videos. I just can't stand them. I hate seeing them.
0: Well, I. Didn't, I would
1: rather have an a, an. So you want to do it? Rained.
0: The thing is, you want to do it. Well,
1: because I don't like seeing them.
0: You don't like seeing them, so you want to yes, kill them. Yes, if you
1: have something, I ha- I must open it.
0: <laughs> well, I, but sometimes you should. I have
1: lots of tools too. Well,
0: you I, know. I
1: have a I have a zipped up container of tools. You know that how I open yep. up It's got red felt and all the tools or like pimple
0: popper operation. I do. I right? have several. I actually tray, have two kits like tray. that.
1: I have I have different sizes. I have choices of tools that I can use to open anything. <laughs>
0: The mad scientist here, ladies and gentlemen. There will
1: be no pimples in this house. <laughs>
0: now, a sty is related to an infection, but a sty can be confused with another condition called a calazion, chalazion. C h a l a z i o n. A chalazion is caused by the blockage of a gland duct that excretes an oily substance that helps lubricate the eye. You've got that in the ba- in the inside eyelid, and the thing is with chalazions that they. Take a long time to develop, but the problem is, is, that they last a long time as well. Usually, a sty will pop and go away with after a few, a few days, days right? Yeah, short uh, time, and and it's painful while you have it. A chalazion is usually painless, but it's just as nasty looking, you know, with a swollen eyelid uh, as as a sty would be. They could resolve on their own, although it may take much longer. And so sometimes you do have to pop those, but. It's a very delicate type of procedure. I mean, in normal times, leave it to your qualified medical professional. Yes. So if you get styes often, it's probably time to evaluate how you're washing your hands. Most people don't wash their hands as often as they should, and this can cause infections like styes, pink eye, all sorts of stuff. And this is especially an issue for people who wear contacts. Wait, can we just
1: talk about washing our hands for a second?
0: Wash okay. You tell, tell okay, us all about washing. Okay, just real quick. First it. of
1: all, you don't have to use hot water. No, nope. it does not help you quote wash your hands any more effectively by using cold water. That's so true. Cold water's fine. We'll save electricity, save the planet. Everybody will be happy. Probably, cold water you
0: probably would kill more bacteria if you use boiling water. Yeah. But Don't wash your hands with boiling then water. Then we're going to have there. to talk about burns. <laughs> yep. Okay, after that. <laughs> so
1: cold water's fine. It's the agitation and the motion. So scrub-a-dub your hands together, friction, wash them every part of your, between your fingers. I have nail brushes all over the house. Yes,
0: good idea. Get
1: soap. Clean under your nails. We even put them in some of our our medical kits,
0: too. We have nail brushes in some of our medical kits. absolutely.
1: Girls and boys, clean underneath those nails. You would be shocked to know all of the things that have accumulated under even the tiniest growth of nails, We're not talking about long women claws. We're talking about even just the tiniest bit of, of growth of your nail above the bed holds unbelievable amounts of bacteria. So right. scrub under your nails. And I think you're supposed to sing Happy Birthday.
0: Twice, yeah.
1: Twice. And that's, then that's long enough. That's
0: long enough, right. So
1: that's important. Make sure hands and nails get that's washed. That's good
0: advice. Now, the, for people who get styes a lot... Not only do you need to really keep an eye on how often you're washing your hands, but what you need to do is maybe perform little eyelid scrubs. You perform that regularly with just a warm, moist cotton ball and a little bit of maybe baby shampoo. Yes, might good decrease, recommendation. Might decrease the frequency that which uh, in which you get those.
1: There's also that shampoo that we have that is clean, clear and free. Clear so and there free. Are That's special the name of the shampoo. Hypoallergenic shampoos. Yes. That have no additives whatsoever might be good. Another thing I just want to say for women, not men, unless you use eye makeup. If you're finding you're getting styes, and this happened to me, I was using an eyeliner, Mm -hmm. and I got a sty twice from the eyeliner. Only the two times I used that eyeliner, I got a sty both times. So it obviously was contaminated when I bought it. So don't just assume everything you buy is perfectly clean from the manufacturer. Crazy, baby. Mascara needs to be thrown away after a short period of time. I think it's six months max. Wow. Um, Eyeliner, keep an eye on that. If you start having styes, start over with your eye makeup. It's not worth it. Just throw everything that touches your eyes away and get some new.
0: All right. Well, that is good Good advice. Now, many people wind up... being aggressive with these styes and calasians and things like that. No. You just have to be very careful because <laughs> trauma, traumatizing the area can cause worse problems with infection. So yeah. you get infection around around the eyelid, and that can actually spread to you your face. You a little swelling. Yeah, a little swelling, things like that, bad stuff like that. So if that's the case where you see that there is an actual spreading of the swelling and the redness, and, and you have something called cellulitis, uh, it's a soft tissue infection, if it spreads to your face, that could be a big problem. Yes. So you need to give your patient oral antibiotics in the, either the penicillin, erythromycin, or cephalosporin families, something like uh, fish pen or fish psyllin, um fish mycin, or fish flex are, are some veterinary equivalents yes. that we've talked about.
1: Now, I do want to say, if you guys are going to go poking around, because i I think most people are pokers, even though we say you shouldn't. We know that it does happen. If you're going to do that, make sure that your instrument that you use. Is very very clean. You have scrubbed it. Maybe you have boiled it. You have dipped it in alcohol, and then you dipped it in hydrogen peroxide, and then you boiled it again, and then you dipped it back in alcohol again. Put it what in the I oven saying, for six hours. What I am saying is, you can never clean the instrument that you're about to poke skin around your eye with. You can never clean that enough. It's not even possible. If you have a um, sterilizer use that if you have a pressure cooker
0: well instruments you need to reach about 15 to 20 psi for about 20 to 30 minutes then allow everything to cool gradually that would be a pretty good idea perfect I think just to be sure thank you now I want to talk a little bit about eye. we've talked about eye infections right. and things like that but I want to talk about eye injuries actual trauma the human body is this miracle of engineering from head to toe I'll tell you, your skull—your skull—is just one example, but it is a perfect example. It's shaped in such a fashion that your eyes are recessed into these bony sockets, and it helps to protect your eyes, such an important organ, such important organs from injury now despite this there are a lot of different activities of daily living not to mention daily survival that can cause traumatic injury to your eyes so here are some i think you wanted me to mention these accidents while using tools splatter from bleach or household chemicals Mm -hmm. debris that's flung while doing yard work Mm -hmm. you're walking around near somebody who's using a lawnmower or a leaf blower things like that right uh debris that uh You'll get from chopping wood, grease splatter from cooking. Good one. um, Hot objects near your face like uh, a curling iron. I think, you know, I wrote about that. I I think I I wrote about curling irons at at the very early part of our preparedness career. Oh, really? Do women still use curling irons?
1: Yes. They do. They're calling them flat irons now.
0: Flat irons. So
1: they're not really curling so much, although now they're trying to make... The flat irons do curls also. So instead of having it round, it's flat, but you're supposed to twist it. I don't know. Is just so is your hair stuff. supposed to
0: be flat or curling? well? There
1: was a time when it was supposed to be flat. Now they're now they're doing things where you can spin your hand around, or or even the curling iron, which is flat, spins itself. It's it just just trying to get <laughs> people to buy more things. But I want to add one more thing to your list here that a lot of people don't think about is touching caustic chemicals let's say you're just cleaning with bleach right and you don't think about it you're cleaning cleaning and then your eye itches
0: and you touch your eye eye. here we go again with the eye touching the eye
1: yes but what happened to me was not bleach i was gardening i picked jalapeno peppers because i made stuffed jalapeno peppers
0: yes you did and so i was washing them
1: and getting the seeds out because those are the hot things, and then we—I dropped them into some boiling water for um, a minute or two. But while that was cooking, I had washed my hands because obviously I'm using the water to clean the jalapenos, and I always use a little soap. Okay. I touched my eye, my left eye, right above the corner of my left eye, on the eyelid. Okay. Like I had like a little itch or something. It that spot burned me.
0: Yes, Like I a
1: curling iron had touched that spot. It was red and swollen and painful for, I'd say, about four or five days.
0: What did you do for it?
1: Um, just some cream, hydrogen, um, hydrocortisone. Yeah. I, actually, I thought I was having a little allergic reaction. I, I didn't even think about the jalapenos for a few days. So I used a little Benadryl cream, thinking it was some eczema or some allergy to something and then I realized it it had to be the jalapenos so be careful of what you're touching even if you wash your hands it it might stay on your hands so things like um, poison ivy we've talked about before sometimes they're a little bit of a resin and it's kind of hard to get it off so if you're touching jalapenos or hot peppers Try to use Dawn dishwashing soap or Fells Nafta soap to get the resin off really well. And make sure you do use that nail brush to scrub your whole hands. That's a good idea. Because I, I had washed my hands. I always, I wash my hands constantly, especially in the kitchen. I'm very clean about that. So, yeah, anyway, so be careful what you're touching and then touching your eye.
0: I want to just say one last thing about curling irons. You know that I am so old that oh, I remember having a girlfriend back when I was in high school that used to iron her hair.
1: In the 40s? In I'm the, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. No, okay. they curled their
0: hair in the 40s, but in the I'll tell you, when I was in, in the early 70s, women would used to, or girls would used, used to iron their hair. So it would be flat, flat, like, flat. Like flat. a regular Like use a regular iron. I mean, iron. she had long hair. It went probably to her butt. And she would iron it oh, on an just ironing the board. I
1: sizzling that so, went on. I think oh. she
0: obviously used it on very low. So many girls but, must boy, have fried that was, their hair that was, by accident. It was straight, straight, straight. Oh, and burn was, their scalps, right, too. exactly. Ouch. All right, well, anyhow, we're talking about eye injuries. Why do we digress so much?
1: We can't help it. We
0: can't help it. All right, well, <laughs> let's talk about eye injuries. You know
1: what? Because we're old and we have too many things that have happened to us in life oh, and too many stories. Boy,
0: how old we are.
1: I feel bad so when we true. have grandchildren. Oh, They're going to beg their parents to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy and Grandpa won't shut up. <laughs> they can't tell me all these stories. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, the grand majority. Slapping. I want to talk about eye injuries, buddy. Instead of that, slapping knees. We talk about knee injuries from excessive slapping yeah. in, in another show. But the the grand majority of eye injuries, these are, I think, very avoidable. Yes, with a little planning,
1: safety. But the thing Convention. is, is that
0: you know, despite this, it's likely that the group medic is going to have to deal with somebody's eye injury at one point or another. Oh, for sure. And so the thing is, is that. There, it's oftentimes going to be some kind of foreign object that winds up winds up hitting the eye in some way, and when that happens, it usually causes some kind of immediate symptom, especially if they injure the cornea the cornea is um the part of the eye that covers the the colored part of your eye the mm-hmm. colored part of your eye is called the iris right you know that deter that that's your brown or blue eye mm-hmm. and over that is actually some lining of cells that is supposed to protect that and it does protect it very well but indeed it does have a lot of nerve fibers and since it has a lot of nerve fibers it can cause a lot of eye pain or eye pressure if you right. if you get that injured uh, you could tear up a lot uh, you'll be sensitive to light you'll blink like crazy and can't stop And uh, you'll have redness in the area, bloodshot eye kind of deal. Now, your victim is going to tell you, medic, that they feel something in their eye. And there may or may not be something in your eye, so you have to perform a careful examination. Now, the most common location is going to be under the upper eyelid. So you want to use a moist cotton swab to lift e- and evert, that is turn the eyelid inside out and that's going to allow you to closely examine the area.
1: How some, about a magnifying glass? And
0: that may would be, that be handy? It might be helpful too if you if you have some help to hold the magnifying glass. Or, or you some can, reading
1: glasses. Or maybe? or
0: reading glasses would work too. Now sometimes all it takes is to remove this debris is just some clean water that you use very lightly to flush it out. and alter- Or just use an eye wash for mm-hmm. example. Uh, we have eyewashes in a number of our kits. Yep. Uh, alternatively, I want you to just maybe touch an area that you suspect is ha- having a little debris. With a moist Q-tip, you might be able to dislodge it that way. Now, let's say you looked and there is no foreign object. You've got to take a close look again to the cornea, the one the, the area that covers the colored part of your eye. That could be scratched. If that's scratched, it's called a corneal abrasion. And this type of injury is very common, probably the most likely you'd encounter, and because I mentioned the cornea is rich in nerves, it's rich in pain receptors. So the patient's going to be uncomfortable. They feel a grain mm-hmm. of sand in their eye. And the thing is is that abrasions on the cornea are hard to see. you got to really take a look, and you'll see a little vague scratch-looking thing there. Now they actually, The doctors, eye doctors actually use a special dye called fluorescein in an eye drop to be able to identify these abrasions. So...
1: And that's an orange colored dye. We actually yes. have that. Yes. That was really hard for me to get. That yes. was a hard prep to find. You I don't are... know if it's easier now. But
0: well, I the think was... I needed
1: a prescription. I think I had to send in like our yeah. licenses to get it.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, it might
1: be easier to get now, but that was ten years ago.
0: Well, we have uh, certainly a field hospital. We can probably <laughs> handle just about anything. Uh, 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 one thing that you can do, though, out there is you can have lubricating eye drops. Those are without a prescription, and they may help ease the discomfort in somebody with a corneal abrasion. Abrasion usually healing will occur within a day or so. Now, they may have to. You may have to cover the eye to protect it or to prevent. Um, As much discomfort from moving it around a lot Uh, uh, Now embedding a foreign object in your eye That is something altogether different Some kind of high speed impact usually required for that Uh, Maybe an explosion That's not very common But more likely a power tool accident Of using a a sander or grinder Things like that That probably would have all these little metal pieces That could easily come out and and impale The eye and cause pretty significant pain Now that's going to be difficult to remove Even in the best of circumstances uh, But I do have An article that I just put up on the website Mm -hmm. Where I have a couple of uh, Eye doctors that Did remove Little metal pieces Little sanding pieces from The cornea you could take a look at it Each of the videos is only a a minute or so So make sure you check out Our eye injuries Article, article, Doom and Doom Bloom. Doom and Bloom. It's, it should be the, right now, for right now. It, it's, the, it's the latest article. After cleaning the injured eye with water, using maybe antibiotic drops if you have them, the eye needs to rest and heal. You want to cover that with an iPad or maybe the bottom of a paper cup and tape that into place. Remember that your eyes track together, so it's better to cover both eyes if at all possible. You can actually see nurse Amy demonstrate this technique with a triangular bandage in a video that we linked in that same article on eye injuries.
1: That's true. So
0: you can see how she uses a triangular bandage which is a very versatile part of her medical kit. It's in almost every one of our medical kits. It can be used for so many different things. It can even be used to protect and bandage an eye injury. So something to look at. Definitely check out her triangular bandage uh, video on YouTube or on our website. An ounce of prevention, well, worth a pound of cure. So be sure to wear eye protection whenever you're performing any activity that could possibly cause an eye injury, shop work, target shooting, using power tools. Anybody who's close to you while you're doing these activities should also wear protective gear as well. No rubberneckers without eyewear. Uh, Other things to consider when you're working in the yard, watch out for low-hanging branches. That's something that's very important. Before mowing the yard, remove any loose objects that might be in your path. Make sure that your kids never point water under force, let's say from a garden hose, at somebody's face. Uh, You need to put your contact lenses in carefully. Don't sleep in them. Keep your fingernails trimmed short. That's something that's very important. You want to use a grease shield when you're using frying pans or working with anything that could splatter hot material or any other thing like Definitely. that. Definitely. Uh, occasionally, blunt trauma to the eye or even simple actions like coughing or sneezing actually can cause a patch of blood to appear. Uh, coughing or sneezing usually causes it to appear in the white of the eye. That's called a subconjunctival hemorrhage, and that's pretty common. Uh, there is also a traumatic injury that can occur to the actual Eye uh, itself, or or the cornea. Well, it's actually between the cornea and the iris. That's called a hyphema, and that's where blood accumulates in between those two layers. And can look pretty scary because it looks like there's just blood all over the eye. And can be dangerous in rare cases if it covers the pupil. uh, But usually, it goes away on its own without any treatment. Uh, There's not much you can do about this in austere settings, but If you actually have your patient's head elevated, that allows blood to drain to the lower part of the eye chamber, and it helps preserve vision. Cool compresses, apply it to the affected eye. That's a good idea. Also, I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, you were going to go ahead and mention?
1: Yes, I want to mention that uh, a couple things that happened this week. First of all, we were interviewed uh, by a couple of nice guys, that uh, we met, and one of them is named David, and he's with Ultimate Survival Tips YouTube channel, and Craig Cottle, and he has a YouTube channel called Nature Reliance, and the actual podcast we were interviewed on, which has not aired yet, is the Survival Show podcast.
0: Yeah, good friends.
1: Real nice guys, and uh, Craig actually has a couple books, Uh, one of them... I really liked was the ultimate wilderness gear. Awesome pictures, uh, really well organized, really well written. So thank you, Craig, for sending us that. Uh, we were also on PrepperNet Live Facebook last that's night. That's right.
0: Yes, we were. We were with, invited uh,
1: by uh, Forrest.
0: That's right. Forrest Garvin of PrepperNet. And also we had our good friend Charlie Hogwood, uh, author of The Unraveling, also author Boyd Craven, and uh, podcaster Wynn Parkinson joined us for his the show. And his
1: podcast is the Dope Farm, Farm
0: podcast. podcast. D-O-P-E. If you're in the military, you probably <laughs> would know that. It is a military acronym.
1: Absolutely. But that was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And we
0: do appreciate greatly all of our friends in the preparedness community that bring us on to their podcasts. Yeah,
1: we like to meet new people. So if you guys out there have a a podcast or or YouTube YouTube channel channel, or a book or a website or just some knowledge, maybe that you have no other way to share with folks, please write to us. We're happy to interview others also. You don't have to have a website, <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's no big deal. But, you know, like my dad is an airline mechanic and he's built and fixed a bazillion things. Sometimes you just have knowledge that's in your head. And it's like I told my dad I would love to download his brain because yes. he can fix anything.
0: He is Incredible.
1: So diversified knowledge out there. We would love to help share what's in your head. Uh, with everyone else. So please Absolutely. write to us, drbonespodcast at AOL.com. You can find every link you need to all of our social media, our YouTube videos, uh, this podcast, anything you need on doomandbloom.net. Just look at the icons at the top. It will get you anywhere you right. need. Right. And
0: please follow us on the social media Outlets that Amy just mentioned I hope that you will and it certainly helps us out And we hope you'll wind up Getting some great information out of it That's all the time we have for this week We thank you for listening to the Doom and Bloom Survival Medicine Hour With Joe and Amy Alden We'll be back next time